Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everyone. We are consistent again with podcasts, so that's a good thing. If we're not with anything else, at least you're getting podcasts lately. <laughs> we are. But these are um, these have become a lot more fun to do lately. I've liked to uh, kind of revert Because back it to means this. we actually get to spend time together. Yeah, it's a, I think and it's a lot less stressful. I think people assume that because our ministry is at home, we work from home, like all that stuff is run from our home, that like we all just get to hang out and spend oh, yeah. time together all the time. Yeah, no. I don't see you like 90% of the day. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that that's that's probably about accurate. I, I was going to say more to like 98% because it seems like it lately, uh, which I definitely need to curb because it, it has become a lot. So that's why it's uh, been a lot of fun lately to just get back into the podcast. So um, I think there's just, there's a couple topics that we can kind of go over. Um, I know we have, um, the last one that we did was what, the the date about the, what did we I do? Kind oh, the of ministry, the lament my- ministry podcast or my led podcast dates versus your i'm not even calling yours podcast dates <laughs> okay so because they were like to- but I, they're like focused topics you know what yeah. i mean yeah well okay so conversation dates yes but like we would talk about this stuff if we went out somewhere well but that's the point of having a podcast is just having discussions about things and people listen to you talk <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that people it's like, like an, it. it's like a radio show right like, that's what you would do with radio shows is yeah you listen to people I, yeah talk. it is it is and i mean I, I found radio entertaining so i guess that's what it is but even i i mean i'm not a big podcast fan i'll listen to them um people send them to me all the time and i listen to them but i mean it's not like i'm i know people that are just like will walk around all day with the dang earbud in their ear listening to podcasts all day i'm like yeah that's not me so yeah. i would like to listen to more podcasts um because i like having an earbud in my ear and while i'm going about like my normal tasks just having something to listen to um that's like a little more engaging than like music you put music on and it's just like mindless you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like you don't have to be engaged with it which is why it's great if you're studying or working or doing stuff to have music playing but like i could listen to podcasts all the time i do enjoy it but I want to prioritize my time better. So there are a couple podcasts that I think are worthwhile to listen to when I can, but only after I've spent time. That's why when my earbud's always in, I have scripture playing. I'm going through the Bible chronologically, and so I have it playing on the app, and I'm listening to the Bible as I work through, you know what I mean? So like, well, I think I probably could be one of those people that always has an earbud and listening to a podcast. Like I want to make sure that, yes, I have a couple podcasts that I like to listen to when I can, but only after I've spent time listening to scripture first, because otherwise I know I would easily become out of control and just be like a podcast junkie who listens (laughs) to a bunch of nonsense that like, I really don't need to. Um, and see, you know, what's funny is I, I don't listen, you know, hardly any at all. But then last night, now that I'm thinking of it, last night was the last podcast that I listened to. But it was because <laughs> um, 21st Century, uh, I think that's what the, their Facebook page or their their channel or whatever it is name is. But it was uh, 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 Century Dispensationalism. Yeah. Um, they did a podcast and he did um, this. Uh, they had a guest on there. The, the, he's a... PhD in theology, 
two two PhDs in theology, one coming from the dispensational side, <laughs> and then one coming from the covenant theology side. But it was funny because the guy from the covenant theology side was like, you know, I'm around a dispensational seminary all day, and I'm very educated in it, but I'm and I'm not completely sold on dispensationalism. I lean more towards amillennialism, postmillennialism, and that was what I ended up getting. Um, like commenting on the podcast and ended up getting a conversation with the one doc, the one doctor that was, that was in the podcast. And I said something and he's like, um, I don't, you know, he's like, I don't really under, and I was like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I understand your viewpoint. Cause I commented, I was just like, I, for the life of me can't understand how you could be around dispensationalism and be in kind of a in limbo idea, but lean more towards preterism and yeah. postmillennialism. Yeah. Like, especially when you're that educated. And that's what I commented. I'm like, I don't understand how you're that educated, but yet you lead that direction when you're, um, you know, I, I just don't get it. And that's kind of the conversation that he was having too. And I was like, especially you, you understand when you're that educated that it takes a backflips to make. Yeah. A lot of this covenant theology work and people in large don't know that. I mean, it's just what they've learned. It's what they've been, you know, parroted to know. It's, it's the same, you know, it's a lot of people just don't understand this to a college level. Um, not Which saying that I, get, I completely do. Sure. But I mean, it makes not, sense. The people that aren't educated in it, like where they get wrapped up and I'm like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. But when you see guys that are like really sound and really, it's like, how I'm do like, you How still, do you do that? Like listening to Vody Bauckham go through it. Well, but it's, and I'm it's like, interesting how? though, is because these guys and it's, it needs to be said because it's true that they're not heavenly minded. Yeah. That doesn't mean, and I need to be careful with that statement because they are. I know Vody Bauckham's heart is right. I know sure. Paul Washer's, you know, Absolutely. I, I, I know all of their hearts are correct. And I love correct. their teachings in so many ways. But they at are the same time, it's like you don't, you're viewing this, this one side of eschatology, study of the end times, you know, as, as one direction. And you think it's a waste of time. You think it's an escape theology. You don't want to wait. You know, we've got plenty of other. But then even that viewpoint right there, that leads you to a misunderstanding of kingdom theology. Yeah. Because then you're being, you're, you're building kingdoms and, and you're a kingdom builder and, and you're doing everything even in this, you know, where, okay, well, even though the kingdom's not here, we're still working and building on his kingdom. No, where does it say in scripture that we build any part of God's kingdom? He does that himself. Yeah. Plus knowledge and understanding comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from us. So, you know, this isn't something, sorry, everybody. Clearly my Facebook was not muted. Messenger wasn't mean. They're like big surprise. Anyway, um, where was I, Heidi? Um, the kingdom theology. Yeah, um, you know, it, it just leads you into the and and the Lord doesn't need help with with building His kingdom. He's the one that that does this. And yes, we are used as as His vessels and His tools in this time period, but. This is where our theology can get all messed up when we're not really understanding what's, you know, in, in making these distinctions. And that's what a lot of reformed people have the tendency to do is they will have this tendency to not they 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 hold to this. The church is the new Israel. 
So this is, you know, everything in the Old Testament was spiritualized. They don't hold a little literal position for the kingdom and, and everything else. And it's funny because it seems like a lot of this, this, this denies a lot of the spiritual aspect of it, a lot of the imminent spiritual aspect of it, you know, the stuff that's in your face and real and, you know, in any moment. I feel like it does. Yeah. Um, you know, because, and that seems to be something that Jesus himself rebuked. He, he rebuked, you know, from not, I mean, he, we are told to be spiritual, to, to have this, um, not to despise these things. But yet it seems like the, the reform side does lean way more towards that. And, and that's what's kind of concerning there. And that's just where I don't understand how you don't see that, you know, because they have such solid theology in so many other directions. You know, I mean, we can we can sit here and talk about total depravity all day long. That's my favorite sure, subject. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, I, we'll, we'll go all day long about how crappy I am. Um, you know, even I'm, I'm becoming, you know, so... We could do that, but yet, you know, we, we just do these backflips in the other area, and that's what the one doctor was saying. He was just like, yeah, I, he goes, I pointed out to him that, you know, our view is the, the only view that doesn't do that, that doesn't, you know, do these backflips to make these things work. And so it was an interesting conversation, but that was the last, that's a really long story. <laughs> really long story. The, Tell us what podcast The last podcast to. that I listened to, and I ended up getting in a conversation with a guy. So it was, that's cool. it was, it was pretty cool, but it was, it, it was definitely interesting. Um, this, the, but I think, uh, you know, we've covered a lot of these, these topics, the mass topic, the church opening, the church not opening topics and everything. And, I was really ticked off today. I was just telling you before we started. Um, I was really ticked off because Alan Parr did a video. And yeah. now it seems like now. now in, and Alan in, Parr, he's on YouTube. He's, he's on a, YouTube. He's and he's a, Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. He's a, he's a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary. Um, he's, got a, he's got a fairly good-sized little ministry on YouTube there. And he does. He has books that he's written and stuff to you. He's got a um, lot he's of not good just videos. YouTube. Yeah, he's not just YouTube, um, but that's just primarily what I watch his stuff on. Because and and I don't really watch it. You know, rarely I'll I'll see a video that'll come across. I I agree with him on a lot of things, but there's a lot of things that I don't agree with him on. But every once in a while I'll see a video from him that'll that'll catch my eye. And of course, there was one today about the church that I was like, I knew I shouldn't do this, but I wanted to see what what he said about it. It's interesting because there's been a lot of people coming out, namely John MacArthur has been, um, you know, the kind of the torchbearer for yeah. for um, the the people that are just like, yeah, go to church, dude. What's your problem? Yep. Um, and you know, then there's the other side in in which I was really surprised at Alan Parr, and I even commented and. You know, and I was just like, wow, I'm really surprised and, and disappointed in a way of your, your statements on this, which is fine. I mean, it's you can have whatever view. But, you know, he was more on the sides of saying that this is completely, completely irresponsible and wrong and foolish. And, and nowhere does the to Bible shut down to shut down and nowhere the does the church. Bible. And, or no, and, no, no. Sorry. He's saying that it's completely wrong and irresponsible to still be gathering Correct, in still churches be gathering. right now during this. Yeah, time. that's why I said the other side of MacArthur because yeah. Ma- Ma- MacArthur's like... I'm just like, making sure yeah. clarifying for people that Thank aren't you. me that can read your mind as they listen to you. Thank you. Well, I thought I did because <laughs> I said the other side of MacArthur. Okay. 
But saying that this is irresponsible to gather like that, do that, nowhere in the Bible does it tell you to be foolish and all these other things like this. And I was really surprised that he took that way. It's it's fine that, you know, if you don't agree, you know, if you whatever else, but to, to try to make this a biblical case to say that it's you're calling somebody foolish for doing so, that's where I kind of had the problem. Yeah. I'm like, you can't do that, dude. And, well, and it's nowhere... these guys that go and turn and then they start tight. And it's like, you're, you know, you're full, you're being foolish to, and, and reckless to still be gathering in church and blah, 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 No, blah, he's blah. not. John MacArthur made his case and he made his case biblically and sound. And that's exactly what you will find in scripture on what we are supposed to do. Um, and what and, and, the church has done for literally decades and decades and decades. And we are, con- and it's so surprising seeing Christians compromise because, like I said, we're scared, fear. but yeah. we can't re- we can't face the reality of around us. I recently, over these past couple of weeks, I have really started to look at reality, and I think everybody should. But it's it's come to a point where I'm not concerned, but maybe there's a tiny bit of anxiety in there sometimes when I'm thinking because I'm like, this is getting real this is getting to a point where this is out of our hands and people do not understand where this is going most people don't understand in what direction this is going only because they are blinded by horse blinders right now that are saying this is for safety this is just for right now this is just anything else so it's blinded to everything else but once we get through this little tunnel here what's on the other side and what's going forward is very very concerning um, to think that you would go after you've given up certain liberties and certain things, regardless whether you agree or not, there's no going back from it. Yeah. Um, and, and what is what's coming for the church is just very, very concerning. And most people don't have that solid foundation to be able to stand on these things. Uh, one of my, even my own in family members, I mean, he was, he was talking to, um, my brother the other day and, you know, he, my brother was just trying to gauge and get where he was on this whole thing, just talking to him about it and where I thought he would be on one side of it. Again, he was on this other side and I'm just like, how it, I mean, I'm leaving myself open to be wrong here, but I understand that there's a reality of, so, so, you know, telling those people that would, talking about these people that would be on the other side of it. So I understand. Let's talk about the reality. Yes. Let's just say that masks do work 98%, 99% of the time. Sure. So we wear them and we, okay, we do it. We do everything. We go. So how long does this last? How long does this go? When does this end? And what happens if this doesn't work? Think about these other things and think about what's happening that you're just going along with, you know, and what, like, what happens after this? Well, because coronavirus has been around. The first strains were found, what, in like the 60s? So, I mean, coronavirus itself has existed for many, many years, and it's a virus, so it will just keep evolving. It's not going to cease from existence. So do we just wear masks until coronavirus is gone? Because, well, it's not going to be gone. So then 
do we do it until like you know what I mean like what are the guidelines of when we do this to what are the guidelines that we allow them to shut down our businesses and keep us locked at home and not allow us to travel or you know do whatever because of a disease and, right and diseases everywhere right and truly think about what having a I'm not getting in the vaccine argument, whether it works or whether it doesn't, whether what side I'm so I'm not speaking about that, but think about the reality of the government saying that you can't and you know that this is coming, that you cannot do. So this is not going to be a voluntary vaccine. Yeah, this is not. This is going to be something that I guarantee you if they get it once they get it right, this is going to be something that's going to be mandated. And that's, are you ready for that? Like, are you ready to have the government tell you that, hey, in order for you to get a driver's license, in order to you do certain things, you can't do this unless. And that's where people don't understand that this is the building blocks for the tribulation period. This is not the tribulation period. This is not, you know, it could be another very long time. But we're coming to the point where in large accepted worldwide you can't do this unless and that's just setting up a whole bunch of sheep to fly you know to fall and and, and buy into all this so i don't i don't I don't think people really think that through enough and think to what's on the other side as opposed to what's right here with it. Um, so, I mean, I, I know it's a difficult thing, but, I, you know, again, to make the statement that a church is irresponsible for opening and, and choosing to go and worship, nobody, nobody twisted anybody's arms to attend John MacArthur's church. Nobody did. Yeah, if you don't believe you that, don't then believe don't go. To don't go. Or, you know, the thousands of churches that are in agreement and standing with those same exact right. mandates. Right, and, and then it, but it seems like now it's there's a split, and it's like, are you kidding me? I cannot believe that we've gotten to the point where the Alan Parr— The church is splitting over right, this. Right, where Alan Parr would never normally say something not along the lines of what John MacArthur says. Right, so— we have this now, but now they're going completely opposite. So now Alan Parr, not in so many words, is accusing John MacArthur of being foolish, which that's what his listeners and people are going to read into it. You know, I'm not saying that this is exactly what he said, but this is exactly what he's implying. And that's, uh, that's unreal because if this, this is for a teacher of the word you're supposed to see things like this and you're supposed to shepherd this saying do not let this be a division you know there we are supposed to stand firm on god's word and that's where these memes that have been going around have you seen that it's like you know the like the hebrews uh meme that it's like don't don't neglect gathering Unless there's a 99, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Um, uh, Unless there's a virus, you have a 99% yeah, chance of surviving. Survival and then, yes, absolutely like that. Then, yes, shut absolutely down. Sh yeah, exactly. However it goes. Um, that's where that's true. That's like there's no, you don't think that there was all kinds of things back. There was all th kinds of things going back in the New Testament authorship days. <laughs> you know, like. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you do you understand, this is, 
And it's probably not the best comparison, but it's still a comparison. Like, do you know what the fact of, of a Jew touching a leper or even yeah. getting close to a leper is? Yeah. Like, I mean, he just, I'm not, I don't know if that's, that's a completely safe comparison to make. I haven't really thought and debated it enough, but <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's still, it's, it's, this is ridiculous. I, I just really surprised that we're here. Um, we've always lived in a world full of germs. Oh, yeah. Tons. And been able to get anything. Poodles. You know, you could get staph affection from any mat, any children's plate. Like, oh, all yeah. There's so stuff. much nasty stuff out there. Like, well, this like is the, the fact world that, that we live. Normal back to school season, everybody gears up and prepares because you know your kids are going to be ridiculously sick. For the first few months back to school because of just, I mean, it's the perfect environment for just grossness, right? Like, um, so like we know that and we prepare for that. Then flu season comes. We know everybody's going to get sick with that. And then spring, you know what I mean? It's like, yep. those are so normal. And there's so many things that even have like higher death rates than coronavirus does. And it's like just part of our like, ah, it's that time of year again. You know what I mean? Like, right. but this, it's like, nope, take all my freedoms. I'm scared. You're right. Shut down my business. We'll sit. I mean, we've got, we have one local family Christian owned company that we love in Asheville that's 17 years in business, family business, employs 60 people. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. amazing. And they, they Closing have to shut down. They good. literally had to lose Like, it. that hurts just, my heart. Like, that just, does. That really hurts. This is just that's one really of a million, a million cases. It is. That. And this was a good-sized place. It was a good-sized place that a lot of people went to and a lot of people enjoyed. And guess what? And, and gosh, that is just... I, I mean, I haven't thought about that in a while. Um, but, you know, mini golf, laser tag, arcade, go-karts, you know, just fun entertainment, family. But they had it. It was all biblically themed um, they were a Christian family that owned it, and now it's gone. Yep. Not to come back again. Yep. That's just tragic. And that, like you said, that's just one of thousands. Oh, yeah. There's so many. I know that. And it's, ha I mean, it's devastating, the towns. And this is to the point where it's like, you know, it's hard to disagree with a conspiracy theorist when, when some of them say that this is to, to ruin, to get more government control over a corporation. Because <laughs> and when, <done. laughs> when you're watching the heart, you know, the, the lifeblood of America just crumble like that. It's sad. It's it is. Very, this is, is where sad. I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm with everybody. Like not that, to the point that I'm in love with the world. Yeah, I'm not and in like love I'm with the world. But, by this, but, but man, it is sad I, I can mourn with apart. you, and yeah. I can understand and sympathize with what everybody is feeling with this, because it is. And but that's also just seems that's when we should cling to Christ more, and that's you know we don't. It, it's that's it's kind of a shame. It, I mean, not kind of a shame. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's it is a shame. Um, yeah. But I don't, you know, with with not knowing how bad it gets and not knowing which direction we're gonna go at any time, I just we just have to come fully into Him, and that's what I've been saying. I think that's a message that I've been trying to get across in probably the last three podcasts that we've done. Yeah. 
It's like, we don't know. You're, you're not guaranteed. You always say, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not. Nope. But. Heck, I'm not guaranteed a minute from now, let if, alone Even if we tonight. don't want to think about that, even if our brains naturally just go, well, we got to think about our future and the wellness of the. Come now, those of you who say that you're going to go do this and that because coronavirus could be there. Yeah. You don't know, like, seriously, think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Like we, me and you were talking about this with our business last night with Lily Bees. Yeah. Okay. Imagine you and me, if we had gotten, you know, the car, the, you know, all these different things when we were making really good money with our business and then coronavirus hits. Oh yeah. Cause all of our friends still in the wedding industry. I mean, it's everybody's and guess what? just. Everything is gone. No $600 a month ain't going to do. I mean, if for unemployment. Week, yeah. And plus, that was if we even got unemployment from our company. And, you know, and but that wouldn't do anything to the bills that we had then. But you look at it, you go, oh, well, hmm, I could put a biblical principle and say, man, maybe that's why James says stuff like that. I think that's exactly what James (laughs) says stuff like like that. You know, like maybe I should think, but we should all think like that. Because we don't know what's going to happen. And, and I think that this is all just pointing towards, I just feel the Lord crying out so much for his people. I just see that in the world right now. I just, in all the tragedies, all the things, I see the arms of the Lord reaching out. And call, and you know what people are doing? They're getting angry, angry hateful, bitter. They're not responding to this call very well at all. And that's what's really sad about this. Yeah, that's what hurts. Because you can look at all this and you can just see the grace of the Lord in all of this, in in all of the tears and all of the suffering and all of this. Just reaching his arms out. I'll go ahead and go into our other thing that we're talking about. Um, Homegrown Ministries actually put out, he put out a really good video today on this burning the bibles thing in portland that happened yeah was really good and he's like well at first you know i investigated looked into it and everything and found out the reason why they were burning the bibles and the reason why they're burning the bibles is because the bible justifies slavery yeah and that's historically the bible has been used to justify slavery problem is is no it doesn't yeah (laughs) it's also in in not reading the bible and understanding what it actually says and just taking the assumptions that people have twisted for their own evil agendas. Sure. That's like people who believe like when you, I talk about biblical womanhood and they believe that the Bible says that a woman is lesser than a man right. and needs to be like the and idea that be, people yeah, have submission. Sit there and be and, abused and yeah. Never and have I'm to, like, yeah. I'm like, you haven't read the Bible then have you? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I know you haven't because that's not what it says. If we it's, just read it's it, not. it, has it been used for so? Absolutely. absolutely. It has. Well, but that's just Christianity. Like you look at all the crusades and everything. Sure. I mean, it has been, been misused oh, for some absolutely. of the, the for, worst atrocities this world has yeah. seen. We were absolutely. just talking about Romans 13. It, yeah. That's exactly the same thing. So yes, it absolutely has. And if you're angry at the at the Bible being just used for that, amen. I'm I'm right there angry with you because yes, it has. And we're we ourselves Christians are perfect at doing so. Mm-hmm. Because we can twist things like Romans 13 and 1 Peter. We can twist all of these things to fit our own agendas anytime that we want. Yep. And we will. 
And that just shows you exactly now. Now we're not to the point where we're justifying slavery anymore, but it was at one point used for that. But the thing is, is you have to also know your history. Your history will show you that, no, it's also been used to abolish slavery. Yep. In large, in a larger scope, it's been used to abolish it. Yep. And, and there's far more. There, there's just, it does not justify that in any way. And people will pick it up and say, see, this says slaves. See, slaves, and this is bad. You know, this is, I always use the fancy words, but this is just bad biblical interpretation. It really is. It, it, that, that is all that it is. And you're not, you're not understanding that, you know, we're dealing with, with the ancient Greek here. We're dealing with first century culture, which is a lot different. We're dealing with bond servants who were willing. This is, you know, it's it's nothing more than anybody that works at McDonald's, you know, making crap money right now. They're bond servants <laughs> to the system. Yep. They're making peanuts, but they're a slave to the system. I mean, that's that's what it is. But it's willing. It's not that you're you're unwilling. But yes, you have them. Yes, you have a master. But you were part of the family. This wasn't this wasn't something where you were some kind of you know some you know you weren't maybe necessarily in the house. But it, it first cult you know the first century culture was very different. Sorry, I don't Excuse know if anybody my heard kids that jumping overhead. That's elephants overhead, I guess. Um, but you know it will will show you that you know it's not slavery. If we're talking about in the Old Testament, well, we're talking about God letting things happen to Israel. That's not justifying anything. Yeah. Um. And and this was all for for purpose. So no, that's that's completely false. Um. But I thought that he did a great job on that he he provided a great horror uh historical perspective and context into that thank you for um, that dj so thank you for so that yes homegrown absolutely. ministries again you guys yeah. if you want to look more into that because it is crazy to see i mean I, it's just in portland right now but really it's not going to stay that way for no it's not and you have to understand and i mean i'll go on the other side of this issue and say that this is where this doesn't stop and this is where this is headed yeah and there's nothing that you're going to do by anger and by fighting it that's going to take this in a different direction so what you're going to have to do is have to learn and operate around this until the return of the lord because we're going to have to start getting used to this we're the enemy now and it's that's that's just that's the next the last thing to be drummed up um you know, I, I, man, I, I can, I, it's crazy to be able to see the framework now for even imagine sharing Bible verses and then being picked up by the fake news checkers, yep. you know, like yep. think of that, like just seeing that kind of framework. I mean, that stuff's just. Don't think that that's not down the road because that's what's coming. I don't know. Well, and that's the hard part where everybody's like, well, it's just for this or it's just for that. And it's like, like, how do you uh, think it starts? Does anything big that ever gets out of control, does it ever start just like big? Yeah. Like, oh, well, we know it's here. No, it starts in little steps. Um, Not that we can do much about it, but I think that we, instead of fighting against it, in in dragging our feet with it, I think that we just need to um, 
you know, be real with it and get on the other side of it instead of letting it divide the church and the body of Christ in every single issue that we possibly can. Um, because we need to be united in the body going through what we're going to experience in this country. Yeah. Um, because it's, who knows where we're going to go. So you're going to tell me in, you know, next year in 2021, look what happened in 20, 2019. Or I mean in 20, yeah, I said 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Look what happened. Because like, I never would have thought last year that this would be what we're doing this year. No, never. You never would have thought that everybody would have been running around with masks all over their face. Everything's closed up, you know, or small businesses are closed up and all these other things. And you would have never guessed any of this. So just whatever could happen next. And we know that the direction that even, you know, the world and the system is taking is it's not a friendly direction towards um, believers in, in any sense of the word. So, um, you know, I think we need to, to strengthen up a little bit, but to avoid, you know, talking about that more. Cause I think we've, I've really done, I believe enough. Um, I know, you know, spoken enough on this topic cause I know there's been so many things that keep coming out, keep going back and forth. And this John MacArthur thing is still, splitting people and it's causing huge arguments now that this, yeah that is coming up and um i just i cannot believe the church is that weak i yeah. can and that's but, i think the part that's so shocking about it is to see how weak the church is like you know right you 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 know what the american gospel has done like you know like how inflated our our numbers and our hopes that we're such this great godly christian nation and blah 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 and it's like really if we are then why is the church in such a state of apostasy right why is our culture and our world around us so unchanged by all of these strong christian influences that ha you know what i mean like it, it obviously isn't the case so we know that our western nation in general is largely claiming God's name while having a heart far, far, far from him. We know that we see it. So it shouldn't be a surprise, but watching this and watching the division goes, wow. Now I can see how weak the church is. And what's really tripped me out is I'm I, I, doing the Bible chronologically this time. Right. And like mm -hmm. going through all of this old, like I just finished um, going through all of the different, um, kings of Israel and, you know, all the different happenings and stuff like that, all these, you know, Old Testament story type things. And I'm chuckling. I'm finding myself chuckling, you know, multiple times each day throughout my, mm -hmm. my reading going through it. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a way of like we've replaced Israel and it type of a way, but it's like, we are, we are following yeah. directly in their footsteps. It's literally the same thing on repeat, like Ecclesiastes. There's nothing what new under the sun. It is the same thing going in a cycle. And then you watch how God responds to it. And it's like, hello, everyone. Do you not see what's going on? I just started, I did, um, uh, Jonah, Amos, Obadiah and I'm starting Isaiah like I did those this morning and I'm starting in Isaiah and so now getting into the prophets and going through there I'm just like yep here we go 
what do you think that's there for? Exactly. Uh, learn. I mean, that's right. what we're told in the New Testament now. <laughs> exactly. Now look back at that so and learn. That that and that, learn. That's how it works, you guys. Exactly, because that's Israel is, is, is a, you know, that's representative of God's people. Like you said, not that we've replaced Israel, but we can learn yes. from Israel's past mistakes. And although we are not, you know... Um, you know, it's it's not the same application in every single right, and that's where people, you know, get mistakes and, you know, they become Torah observant and all this other stuff. But we do well to know the Old Testament and understand the mistakes that they made. If you read these kings, if you read these prophet books, it's very, very apparent. And that's why I love going through Isaiah. I love going through Ezekiel. I love going through all the prophets going, look, this is, this is exactly what we are doing now. This is pr- what Christians are doing now, making the same mistakes that these people did in Israel. Same exact ones. It's there no literally different. is no difference. It's yeah. no different. It's wrong to take the Bible in the Old Testament and say that it's about right now. The Old Testament, you know, this is all applicable to now. Yeah. Because, no, that wouldn't be the case, but you can look back and you can go, look, this is what happened. This is what we result. This is what it did. And, look, we're, we're copying the same direction. And there's still a lot of the Old Testament that is still yet to be fulfilled. Um, you know, we won't really go into that, but there, there's still that, you know, with the whole kingdom and the, the, the whole eternity period, um, this is all very live stuff. So don't think that we can't that you can't look back there. And if you see something that looks kind of like, oh, hey, that kind of looks like now, then yes, it applies. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Um, and, and, you know, we do. Is that the easy cheat guide? That's the easy <laughs> cheat guide. Yeah, exactly. You know, be careful. But yes, I mean, most of the time, if it looks like something. If you're that, looking at it going, oh, now, wow, it looks yes. like the world currently. Yep. You know, um, of course, I'm careful with that statement again, too, because people take that to mean whatever they want it to. And they apply it to however they want but well i know this was on one of your topics to get to but the the fact of yeah talking, that led this perfect the fact of talking about the level of apostasy in our church today um and i again thinking back to what i was you know reading in the old testament today just going from you know kings and chronicles and into the prophets and it's just the twisting of the leaders and how far from god they are you know and all of that um Tell us about that uh, that Todd White video <laughs> last night. You know, I didn't because pod- Todd we White didn't podcast who, about this yet because we I was I was waiting to see what was going to come of this. Like we didn't know, but again, we're hoping that maybe he would. And Todd White, for anybody who doesn't know, is one of those um, very popular, well-known heretics. heretics. He does faith healing and things like that. Um, you probably know him. He's like this, like muscle builder looking guy with he's really huge. yeah dude dude's ginormous huge. and his dreads and he's got long, these crazy dreads like really long dreadlocks but like his head's also shaved yeah. around it it's, it's very weird. awkward like last night when i was watching the video i told brandon said he reminds me of, like like i know we had this conversation with your brother once and he's like donald trump is a character right like yeah. he could get a better haircut he could do things sure, you know what i mean his, but he isn't like that's that's, that's his, his look thing. because he's a character he markets himself right like like most people especially people of success do that's like what you that's how you become successful you brand yourself um you are a brand sure absolutely you and have so some sort of Todd White, I swear, is that same way because he's always dressed 
in like the same kind of odd style, his hair, the way he does it, just all of those things. Like he's done a very good job at marketing and branding himself. Those white polos that are tucked in with his hat. (laughs) So, but I think if you maybe aren't recognizing him, if you Google search Todd White real quick, I think if you see him, most people are like, oh yeah, that guy, I know who you're talking about. Um, If you guys have seen American Gospel, um, he has been mentioned in it along with other heretics, you know, Kenneth Copeland and Bill Johnson and there's so many, but you know, anybody who's watched any of uh, either of the American gospels, you'd kind of know about him there, but he came out. What has it been like a couple weeks now? A uh, week? Yeah, two it's weeks? been a couple weeks because the last thing just came out this. Cause that's where he came out Sunday. and he said like Ray comfort had yeah, gotten to well, him. Yeah, and, two he weeks was... and, and in case you don't know what we're talking about, the, the news is that quote unquote, that Todd white repented. Yeah. That was what a lot Benny of Hintz pulled one of these stunts before did. multiple times, actually. So yeah, it's, it's Benny not Hintz unfamiliar that they don't do repented it. Member and yeah. J- uh, Joyce Meyer supposedly yeah. repented. Um, and Todd White did one of those. And there was a pretty encouraging video that came out a couple of weeks ago because it, it did. Todd phrased it. And this is what they do. This is what these teachers do. Oh, yeah, it, because they will come out with these videos that you're almost like, wow, they're, yeah. like, really coming to Jesus. And the, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they, they they happen, unfortunately, often. Right, and, and it, it does. And, I mean, it happened with, with Kanye, I think, to an extent, even though he's not a, a preacher. He was a musician. But it's the same type of, of, of direction, this, this false kind of repentance and, 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 you know, leading after truth. Um but he had said that he had not been preaching the entirety of the gospel. Yeah. And Which he broke down a full true. gospel, you know, presentation in his sermon. And I think that was the first time that Todd White's ever preached the gospel. Yeah. Um, and the first time that he did, it was actually pretty good. You know, I mean, for the, for what he said in this clip, it wasn't, it was, it was very good. He said that he'd been wrong and he said he'd been reading a lot of, of Ray Comfort and and then he made this, um, you know, he made this comment that this is all new to me. This is all new. And, you know, he's reading Spurgeon and, and you know, it, it appe- he made it appear like he had realized truth and, he, you know, truth had captured him and it was change- starting to change him. Yeah. Is what, you know, the, the direction that he was going to. And so... My goodness, there was so many videos that came out. Todd White's repented, praise God, you know, and then a couple other ones coming out, you know, saying, oh, I can't wait for the reformed guys or the whatever to twist this and, and you know, start talking about Todd. And, and then, so I let it just sit again because I knew what direction this probably was going to go. I'm like, okay, so people are going to get on there, they're going to accept it, then people are going to say, no, it wasn't true, they're going to argue, just like anything else, right? Sure. Like we were just talking about. Yeah. There's no middle ground there. So you're on one side or the other. He repented and you're hateful. Yeah. Or no, he did it and you're all going to hell. Yeah. You know, like there's Basically. no whatever. So anyway, this week it, he made it abundantly clear that the world had misunderstood what he said. Yeah. And he proceeded to go into this narcissistic rant against true Christians about labeling him as a heretic or being doubtful about him. 
And it was just part of this new apostolic reformation conditioning that they use. And this is, I mean, they do such a good job at it only because it captivates so many people. It really does. And they're like these motivational speakers that get up there and they make you believe what they're saying from, from what you would perceive as a biblical perspective. Because he's going. Oh, he mix. They mix it just the right things. Attacks against me, and they're just haters, and they're just demonic people that want to drag him down, and they have nothing but hate in their hearts. And that's not what Jesus did. Yeah. Jesus didn't have hate in his heart, and it's like, Todd. Wait a minute. Let's talk about the woes to the Pharisees and the Sadducees here. Let's talk about, do you know what a woe is? Yeah. A woe's not, not a good thing. So the way that he talked to false teachers is never good. Yeah. And nor is it ever called to be anything that you have to be nice about. You don't. The, I mean, we all, we always, as, as representative of Christ, should be loving. Amen. But that doesn't, when we're defending God's word, that doesn't apply. Because... Truth is love. And being firm and standing on truth is love. Absolutely it is. But yet he is conditioning his audience, his followers, hundreds of thousands of people that follow this guy. And that buy into his stuff. And conditioning them to think that truth is hateful. In a way that we just don't see it we think that this is like the liberal media right with cnn teaching us you know the liberal principles just sneak it in you know first they remove god out of the thing you know and this is how they do it you don't even understand how it's done it's literally done by the guy that's standing in the pulpit the character that he is standing up there and he yeah he's saying a lot of like you know if if I wasn't, if I wasn't discerning and I had no biblical knowledge whatsoever, these things would sound good. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, those rotten, crusty Christians. Yeah, they're bad. You know, what amazes me is how many that profess to be Christians yet are all on board with this bringing down of the church, right? Right. And they don't, they don't know that this is what they're doing. Yeah. And it's, you, it does not come the way that you think it does. That, that just it leads into what I shared with the church earlier today, this, this nonsense about this QAnon stuff. Yeah. It's like, you guys, this is, you're being deceived on the other side of it. Yeah. Yes, it's important to be discerning and understand, you know, what's really going on, but to not think that you can't be deceived from the other side because it sounds good and it flows well and it goes against the true evil and things that we're feeling in the society in our world. No, you're being played. <laughs> you're being yeah. you're being played and and that's exactly what Todd White made very very in, I mean obviously going back to Todd White now but he made his point very clear that everybody misunderstood him and you're hateful if you disagree with him. And he even compared it to racism. Yeah. 
He said that's racist. And then he was, you know, this this narcissistic comment that Spencer Smith had pointed out. He's another YouTuber, which I don't recommend all of his things. Some of his things are good. His his video on Todd White was incredible that he did because he said, no, Todd White didn't repent. Here's why. And he played this video of Todd's past Sunday, uh, this past Sunday doing this. Um, but, you know, it, it, he is just, it, it's just so, it, it's just so smooth. And it and it's so well, so well done, um, and and people are just being deceived by it. And it's, you know, I don't know. It's a shame. I don't want to, I don't want to keep going around in circles with this. But I do continue to warn listeners, believers, Christians, to stay away from this stuff and just fix your eyes to Christ, because we are in a time where deception is everywhere it's not just in the left it's on the right it's in the middle it's in front of you everywhere you have to constantly disguising itself is good and always the, the only way that you can operate in this type of world is through a biblical lens that's the only way that you can operate i mean there's there's really no other way unless you're going to buy completely into the world and the world system and this false antichrist that the world is trying to to push on you, so it's it's that that would be the right side, right? Because it's you know we think oh yeah you're right this the antichrist is right. No, you, you don't realize that like no it's it's Christ, but it's the wrong one. You're you're worshiping the wrong one. You're worshiping a worldly Christ, not the true Christ, and you're not realizing that you're being, you know, deceived into thinking that you're doing good and it's and it's easy to do right now but we just the only way to do that is to, is to go through it with a biblical lens so do you have any comments on that i i've been talking this whole i mean podcast. no i mean that's that's what it is and just seeing all of the i don't know just everybody is so it just seems like lately there's just so much division, confusion. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about within the church. I know the world's going to be confused and going nuts. Like that, that's what they're going to do. That's what happens when you reject Christ. You know what I mean? So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about within the church and we're seeing it in our own church, um, friends, family, you know, all of that. Just seeing people that are letting little things divide, letting little things cause them to be ugly and hateful and slanderous, you know, and and just all of the things that are going on. And it's like, we've got to wake up and not wake up in a way of, you know, these QAnon or, you know, believing this or believing that or deep state and all these things. Cause yes, all of that stuff is out there because it's all evil. It's all the world system. Like don't be surprised when the world is evil. Yes. The people who are in charge of everything and running everything, they're evil, satanic, awful lovers of this world. Like, yes, absolutely. Right. We know that. That's not a surprise. You know, if in order to, to stay at the top and be winning in this world, you look at our top corporations and, you know, politicians and all the They're all awful, of course. Like, we're not surprised by that. We know that, okay? So let's not spend our time and our focus and our attention in somewhere that, like, yeah, we get it. Like, that's basics, right? That's 101 stuff. Let's move on, okay? Right, and so, all you're uncovering and, and getting into is you're, 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 all you're doing is pointing out Satan. Well, yeah. I can do that for you in, in two minutes, and yeah. that just saved you half of your life on YouTube. Yeah, so let's, let's 
let's then focus on where our attention should be, right? So we know the times are evil. We know the world is evil. If you read your Bible, it would take care of all this stuff that you needed to know that you're finding out through all of these, you know, diving through these holes, right? We would know people like Todd White are going to be false. We would know that Bibles are being burnt. We would know that the pastors standing up for the church are going to be the ones getting rebuked and having legal action threatened against them and all yeah. of those. Other. Like we would know all of these things. So why isn't your priority being in God's word? Why isn't your priority being in close discipleship with a man of God, a, a teacher pastor that can lead you, right? Are you searching someone out to disciple you? Okay. You ever notice that you don't disciple yourself? I think that's another big thing that nobody really talks about, but you, you don't disciple yourself, right? When you're right. discipling yourself, you have no checks and balances. None. You have none. You can't, right? Like if I decide that I want to be an, an, a space engineer, right? Like I'm not going to go lock myself in a room with a book and become a space engineer, right? I'm going to, if I did build something, I'm sorry for the person who gets in it because it's probably not going to do so good, right? Like right. I need someone to disciple me, to grow me. And how much more important is that with a spiritual matter? Yes, we yeah. have the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us, but where is your focus? Where is your priority in not focusing on the world being evil because, yeah, duh, obviously, sky's mm. blue, world's evil. We know that, okay? Right. But where is your your discipleship and your training in the ways of the Lord, especially as these times come, as persecution is going to increase? Stop being swayed around by, you know, that's why I love that picture that goes around all the time where it's the media focusing over on like a, a picture on the wall, but there's a huge elephant cowering in the corner behind them. It's like stop allowing yourself to be directed to fighting over whether churches should be open or whether you should wear a mask right. or whether you should take a vaccine or whether you should, you know, stop focusing on these little things, just, and, and especially to the point of division. It's just insane, you guys. Yes, all the stuff that's out there, it's nonsense, it's ridiculous, but what really matters, you know? And that's the point of sitting down, look at these things, that's the point of this podcast, right? Is to look at various topics and happenings and say, okay, biblically, how do we respond to that? That's why we started the podcast in the beginning, right? Like, let's look at these topics and say, okay, with a biblical perspective, how do I respond to this? How do I go about this? You know, what does this say? How should we react and things of that nature? Yeah, so. I, you know, I, I think th this is what people don't understand is if you know the Bible, like there's plenty of wacko stuff in there, dude, that you can, you can get that if you want, if you're looking for that, like I, I can show you, I can open up keys and show you secrets and, and gates and all these oh, yeah. stupid if you things get into all the crazy If you want to talk stuff. about all that, let's talk about Genesis six. Yeah. Let's talk about when, when, you know, Jude and, and Peter, when we, when we see these Genesis six things come back and when we see, Oh, wait a minute, you're going to tell me that Greek and Rome, you know, those Roman Greek gods, they were real at one time. Like they actually, yeah. Was that, yeah, they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were demons. They were demon little g gods. Yeah, they existed. Genesis 6 tells us. But, you know, so if you want to start talking about crazies and believe that stuff, yeah, there's some real stuff of that. But that all leads to Christ, you know, because yeah, that, that leads exactly. to that defeat and, and that. The, the the fact of him going to preach to the spirits in prison. Yeah. Right? As we 
read in First Peter three nineteen, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. Yeah, it, these were these spirits in prison. He had defeated their their attempt was to destroy the human race, and that's why they were in prison is because they wanted to destroy the human race. So the thing about that is, is they're going to be let out again during the tribulation period. So this is all those things that this enlightenment, what's coming, this, you know, all these things that we're leading towards these, these words that we use and this stuff. This is all the direction that we're leading. This is all like real though. Yeah. You don't even need to watch fake, you know, um, YouTube stuff to do that. But do you see how lead this this stuff where if if it's getting you to oh we're going to pull back the veil here in this deep state to take down Trump but he's going to win and the true light showing and we're can you not see what we're talking about here yeah we're talking about the antichrist mm-hmm. the anti world this is not what you think the lord did not have us to to have our affairs and cares here in this world. This is why we are heavenly minded, not worldly minded. The God of this world is Satan. And this is, you know, uh, he he has absolutely, he will absolutely be completely defeated. Uh, but he's still alive and well now. His power is limited. Yeah. Um, and he has been defeated by Christ's death on the cross. He already has been. But... Uh, you know he's not in the lake of fire yet so we we have to be aware and be sober minded but i think do you have anything else on this maybe we should kind of wrap this up i think we've probably talked long enough about all these crazy things yeah i can't think of anything yeah but thank you it's all for, stinky we know <laughs> thank you for listening stop fighting stop buying into stupid stuff and just get in the word, get with the church, get with a teacher, read and learn in these days and times, because this is the only tool that you're going to have to be able to, the only guide, the only, you know, the only thing that you need uh, in these times is, is the written word of God. Absolutely.